You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, and we've got a big show straight ahead for you. We're going to get into the biggest stories of the day. Julio Rosas from townhall.com is here, also Dr. Gina Loudon, and a very compelling story from Sharon Pierce, a former student at Plaza College. All straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He is playing the role. As, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. A very busy uh, Thursday uh, underway, and we've got a huge show for you coming up. Uh, we will hear from Dr. Gina Loudon a little bit later. Uh, Texas legislature has banned transgender surgeries for children in that state. Uh, get some reaction on the health front uh, with that. We're also going to talk to uh, someone, you know, one of our uh, brilliant sponsors is Plaza College, and uh, they have an incredible school for court reporting. We're going to talk to someone who has been through that program a little bit later on. And maybe you've got a new career ahead of you that you never even thought about having before. That's the story of Sharon Pierce. She'll be with us uh, before we're done. And also, uh, I want to get to Julio Rojas, uh, who was uh, before one of those Senate subcommittees this week, or uh, one of the House subcommittees this week, testifying as to what he experienced when he covered the Antifa riots uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd shootings. And he literally has more time covering riots than most of the rest of the news media combined. And he got called out by a silver spooned um, Congressman uh, Goldman from New York yesterday. And he, he he challenged him appropriately, uh, Mr. Rojas, uh, Rosas did, uh, in response to Mr. Goldman's uh, challenge. Uh, he, he came up with a brilliant uh, response, and uh, we're, we'll talk about some of that. But I want to get to the latest. You know, there are a lot of hearings going on on Capitol Hill these days. In fact, that's just about all that the House of Representatives is up to because they don't have a Senate that they can work with. So they're investigating everything. And FBI whistleblowers have come forward in recent days, uh, establishing a number of of uh, precedents that I don't think people have ever uh, really known about. But the FBI targeted pro-life groups, Catholics and parents attending school board meetings with investigations in an effort to inflate the sense that they were a domestic terrorism threat. This, according to brand new whistleblowers coming forward from the FBI, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan detailed the reports in a Thursday morning news conference just minutes before three FBI whistleblowers were scheduled to testify before the committee. Jordan described the allegations from the whistleblowers that the FBI's Washington, D.C. office pressured the rest of the organization toward a political agenda. Uh, here's the quote. If you're a parent attending a school board meeting, if you're a pro-lifer praying at a clinic or you're a Catholic simply going to mass, you are a target of the government, a target of the FBI. Jordan said, adding that officials attempted to inflate their investigations to treat them as domestic and violent extremism cases. Jordan says his committee spoke with over two dozen FBI whistleblowers in compiling the report. Three of those are scheduled to testify publicly before the, the committee before Thursday is over. The whistleblowers also faced backlash from the FBI after speaking out, they say. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida also detailed whistleblower claims that the Washington, D.C. field office is the source of much of the rot within the organization. He said a lot of the rot the committee has learned emerges out of headquarters, out of the Washington field office uh, and described uh, one whistleblower described the conflict that uh, existed as the Washington field office put pressure on other field offices around the country to engage in law enforcement work without predication, uh, without predication is the entire basis of what the FBI did with the, the President Trump. They, they just got exposed for by Special uh, Investigator Durham. Special Investigator Durham said concluded in his FBI report that they went to work investigating 
President Trump and his connections with Russia in the collusion narrative that was being put forward in, in 2016 without predication, meaning they had no evidence. They had no one to come forward and say this is what was happening. They had no proof. They had no phone records. They didn't have anything that tied anything to anything. Completely without predication, they launched that investigation to try to find something to get President Trump with, at the time, candidate Trump. And even after he was elected, they continued to do it. They went after General Flynn. They went after National Security Advisor uh, KT McFarland. They went after all of these people. They went after them relentlessly. And what did the report say? Without predication, meaning they had nothing to base it on. Zilch. Zero. And it sounds like from the whistleblowers that have come forward, and I thank God for these whistleblowers. These guys are the ones I said all along over the last couple of years. I love the boot kickers in the FBI, the the day-to-day field agents, the guys that are out there conducting the investigations and having to do the work. I like those guys. I don't like the leadership that is up on the seventh floor. That group, the Jim Comey's and those guys, they were all bad. I don't know that Christopher Ray is is all that good, but he seems to have corrected some of those wrongs. But anyway, without predication, they do this to Trump for four years. They they just go after him relentlessly. They try to throw everything they can at him. And now whistleblowers from the FBI are coming forward to say that without predication, pro-lifers, church-going people, um, pro-life groups, uh, et cetera, that, that they're all, they're all in on it. They're, this is all without predication. They're going after those people too. And I have to ask the question, when do we at some point in time as the American people say, uh, wait a minute, this is way overboard. You're not allowed to do that. It's not the same thing as having evidence against somebody that happens to be a pro-lifer and they go and they and they get involved. It, that happens to be a completely different thing. But what we are seeing now, what we are witnessing is without predication, without evidence, without even an, you know, a charge, without even an indictment. They are just going after people that are pro-life, parents that are attending school board meetings, or people that just go to church. This is the secret police. This is the this is the KGB. This is this is the dead of night, drag you out of your house in, you know, Cold War era Soviet style, put a bullet in your head and forget you ever existed. It, we're not there all the way, but this is the starting of it. And so these 12 whistleblowers that have come forward and told their stories we need to we need to be very thankful for them and we need to be very thankful and prayerful for Jim Jordan and the others that are holding these investigations because they're not making people happy the the DOJ and the FBI brass none of these people are happy that they're being made to look like KGB agents and yet that's what they are that's that's how they've been acting i should say and I'm I'm so thankful that some of these whistleblowers have come forward. But just to Matt, they did it to President Trump for three years. They they said, Yeah, he colluded with Russia. Russia helped him rig the election. Actually, the FBI helped Hillary Clinton in the election of twenty sixteen because they went along with all this stuff. They said that this was all this was all fact, and Durham's investigation proved it wasn't. And they've and they've corrupted the, the process, at least in favor of one party and against another. And friends, that's not America. That's not what you and I are thinking of. Be careful. Pro-life groups, churchgoer, church going people, parents just going to school board meetings. The FBI wants to make you an extremist. And they worked very hard to try to make that message come true. I'm Kevin McCullough. We got a big show. Don't go anywhere. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 plus 
is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65 Plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Americans have an absolute mountain of credit card debt, $986 billion to be exact. People are living on plastic now more than ever before with an average percentage rate of 20.4%. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. These are some scary statistics, but what can you do? A Fellowship Home Loans debt consolidation refinance can help you knock out all of your debt and save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars a month on your monthly payments. Give Fellowship a call today at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283. Or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com to start saving. Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 819382. Listen to The Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570 The Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, every single week, I promise you, if you send us real questions, we'll get Mike Connors to give you a real answer. And Mike, this week's question comes from Stacy in Queens. She said, my sister is doing a will and wants me to be her executor. What's involved in this if she dies? Mike Connors. Well, I mean, she will die, but the question is, I guess, who dies first? But uh, executor is a very important position, and Stacy should feel honored that her sister asked her to do that. Basically, the job of the executor is to carry out the terms of the will, which means collect her assets that are in her name alone when she dies, has to probably get a lawyer to go to court to get the will probated, has to notify all the next of kin, give them a copy of the will. Of course, a lot of it can be delegated again to the lawyer. And then carry out the terms of the will and see whatever is said in the will that she takes the responsibility to carry it out. Um, it, it's a responsible job, but it's a, I think it's an honorary, um, you know, she should be honored to be chosen for that position. But it, it's a job, and hopefully she'll take it. Yeah. Well, uh, friends, maybe you don't know what an executor is and like more information. Maybe you just need help uh, setting up your will and making sure that you've got the right things covered. Uh, Connors & Sullivan, the premier law firm to get that done with, and I really wish you would call them, 718-238-6500. Uh, ask them your questions when you get your uh, free consultation, or uh, send your questions to Mike, and he'll answer them on his broadcasts on uh, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, Sunday mornings at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. And the email address you send those questions through is askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, or again, set up your appointment, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, as always, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401 Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. 
Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Um, we, in attempting to cover as many different things as we do, oftentimes on the day that something is occurring, uh, we, we might miss one of the big stories of that day. And a couple of days ago, uh, before uh, Congress, I, I did miss um, a very important appearance by townhall.com's own Julio Rosas. Now, if you uh, read Town Hall, uh, you know that I I'm published there on Sunday and have been for about 150 years. But Julio came to the town hall uh, fold just before, right around the time that um, the riots were breaking out nationwide. And he was recently asked to come to Congress to explain some of uh, what he had seen. And he joins us now to discuss that experience. Julio, thanks for being back with us. Um, and I remember when you started reporting for town hall because it, it you were like Superman. You were in Seattle one night and New York the next and Washington, D.C. and then Minneapolis. Like I just I was trying to put, you know, uh, pins on a map like everywhere you were in filing stories from. But it was that year and a half that those, you know, post George Floyd riots broke out that we really did see kind of the bare teeth of a group called Antifa and what Black Lives Matter essentially was being uh, driven by because Antifa was functionally the the engine or the guts of that entire movement. Um, how were you received with your testimony on Capitol Hill? Well, for the people that actually cared to hear what I had to say, it was received very well because I'm a subject matter expert on this. I, I've been to more cities and towns in 2020 than I, than I can count. And um, Really, I mean, this, you know, the issue of far left violence is, is a big issue because 2020 was just filled with it. I mean, the only really example in terms of, you know, mass chaos on the right was the next year on January 6th. And that was one day. And, you know, I'm trying to like do one or the other, but in terms of just, I mean, sheer numbers, uh, you know, the BLM and Antifa riots certainly were more than, than what happened on January 6th in terms of, I guess, quantity. But it seems to me that the left is almost I incapable of having a rational discussion about even looking at the two at the differences between the two, because we've heard more about January 6th from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer over the last uh, three years than we heard at all about the riots that followed George Floyd, except, you know, perhaps in a sketch where someone on SNL stands in front of an exploding fire behind them and says it's mostly peaceful. I mean, it, it really was. Uh, cartoonish if it wasn't so tragic the way that the left and the media worked together to really, you know, you know, silence that story. Yeah. And, and that's why town hall sent me to all these places because we couldn't rely on most of the mainstream media to accurately retell what was happening. And so yeah. it was to myself and a handful of others, you know, the riot squad essentially to travel the country and, and you know, and be in two places at once as much as I wanted to be. But it, it was, I mean, it was a very difficult time for the nation. And yet, because of who was perpetuating it, we couldn't have an actual debate or even a discussion on how to address it. Because, well, if you were against it, you were racist. So what was the purpose of the subcommittee hearing that they asked you to appear before? What is that subcommittee looking into? Uh, looking basically into how the Antifa groups operate, um, and 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 the funny thing is, it, it's not rocket surgery. Uh, you know, they they are small cell units. They are decentralized. Uh, you know, predominantly uh, centralized in the Pacific Northwest. But there's also some in D.C., Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, any of the big cities. Um, and and when they, when they when they're able to unify over an event or over an issue. Uh, they can they can cause a lot of damage, and so uh, I told them that we don't necessarily need anything new from Congress. The laws just need to be enforced. I mean, you know, I mean that just seems to be an issue across the country, not just dealing with Antifa, but we talk about just regular criminals. Right. Uh, you know, if if you if you have people that are willing to arrest them and actually take them to court for serious crimes, um, you're going to put a massive massive dent in their operational capabilities. And so that's why that's why I told Congress. How, how were your comments and your observations received? Uh, well, I, I'm assuming you're alluding to uh, Congressman Daniel Goldman. Yes. Um, well, so for him, he 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 took the issue that I was contradicting, uh, con uh, contradicting the the FBI director on on his old quote 
on saying that Antifa is you know, more of an ideology and not necessarily an organization. And he was saying, you know, how dare, you know, Julio Rosas, whoever this guy is, is going to counter, you know, contradict the, uh, the FBI director. And of course, my response is yes, because I actually know more about Antifa than the FBI director. And also the fact that he was trying to uphold the FBI as some uh, an, an unimpeachable uh, source of truth at this particular moment uh, that, shows his hubris yeah. and, and or lack of reading the room capability that that does speak very candidly of uh, some blind spots there um the, the interesting thing about what you just said though julio is that we do have um at least in one political party a willingness to live with this violence a willingness to allow it to perpetrate and grow uh, a willingness to even utilize it when it benefits their political viewpoint from time to time what does how does that strike you when we're talking about a nation that is at the crossroads that we're at right now? Well, it's just that they're full of it. And, you know, I hate to say, you know, I hate to, you know, fall into the, you know, I'll look at the hypocrisy of the Democrats. because I mean, No, but I guess I'm asking bigger picture. But, like, are you concerned that the country is in a situation where where something if, if, if the if the event was cataclysmic enough, are these forces that are willing to look the other way and let this stuff happen? Could it break out in a civil war from where you sit? Well, yeah. So the reason why I do highlight the, you know, the Democrats because it, it, you're right. It, it it puts us in a very dangerous path. I mean, we are on a dangerous path, and I, I I put that in my testimony, in my opening statement. But you know, I said I don't know where we're headed. But if we if if the judicial system and law enforcement doesn't take the far left threat seriously, something like the 20, the outcome of the 2024 presidential election can spark another wave of violence that we might not come back from. And that's very concerning because for, for a while in 2020, towards the end, I thought we weren't going to come back from that because everyone says, you know, it was a summer of love, you know, jubilee, but it wasn't just the summer. It went well into November. I was covering riots as far as November and even before, you know, before January 6th. So in January 6th, honestly, you know, those two aren't separate. It's, it's the same tangent in the sense that people saw that if you create enough violence, you can kind of get what you want. So of course, people on the other side are going to react to that if they feel that they're being wrong. And that's not that's not that's not justifying it. I'm just saying that when you when the nation put up with so much violence in 2020, of course, people on the you know the extremes on the other side are going to say, well, then now we're going to go ahead and do the same thing because why 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 wouldn't we? Do we have, as best as you can determine, do we have a real understanding of how many people died in the Antifa riots and what level of damage there was property-wise? It, it was in the dozens. I, I it, it kind of fluctuates because, again, it depends on the time period because, again, most people think about the summer. Um, but it, it, it went beyond that. So, and, and really, it's almost incalculable because the, the high crime in terms of murders that we've seen post you know, 2020 that that's also the same thing be, yeah. because police departments were at first defunded so you know money was then put back to deal with the high crime but now police departments are understaffed so of course you know when you have a whole movement that's demonizing police and lauding criminals of course now the, the regular criminal element is going to be emboldened to go out and do their acts and that's why we're seeing kind of the, the low intensity or low intensity chaos that's plaguing our streets yeah, in no. major cities so so i view the, the murder rates crime rates today all tied back to 2020 it's it's, it's related to that yeah no I, that, that makes total sense julio rosas of townhall.com thank you for sharing your insights with us we appreciate it thank you very much you got it kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away Hi, Kevin McCullough. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that helps keep you comfortable throughout the night. It dissipates heat and humidity and it creates a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. Call 1-800-651-0798. MyPillow knows that core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep and the new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Call 1-800-651-0798. Of course, it's machine washable, dryable, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WMCA or call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. And don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. Call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. 
Concerned about the impact the current state of our culture will have on the future leaders of the nation? Studies show a child's worldview begins taking shape as soon as they can speak. At City Life Academy, they believe this is true. They equip and prepare students beyond academics and into the spiritual side of life. They prepare them to engage with a challenging world, not hide from it. At City Life Academy, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Using God's Word as the foundation for a biblical worldview, their goal is to produce a generation that uses God-given reason and is not afraid to be the lights in darkness. They teach students to love their neighbors with compassion and grace while standing firm in faith. City Life Academy has a world-class high-tech facility in Brooklyn with affordable tuition rates for students from three-year-old pre-K to 12th grade. Students are mentored in a gospel-centered atmosphere by caring staff who demonstrate biblical grace in students' daily lives. For more information, visit citylife.academy or call 718-436-8924. That's citylife.academy or 718-436-8924. One, two, three, four, five. Numbers most important for prostate cancer treatment. One, excellent results. Two, avoiding robotic surgery. Three, maintaining sexual function. Four, keeping urinary control. Five, avoiding robotic surgery's penis shortening. One, two, three, four, five. Our goals of prostate cancer treatment for you. I'm Dr. Lederman. Men with prostate cancer wish great results, avoiding robotic surgery, maintaining sexual and urinary life, and penis integrity. Meet Dr. Lederman to learn more. For free booklet DVD, Call 2 and 2 Choices. All outpatient, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Call Dr. Lederman, 2 and 2 Choices. Decades of experience treating thousands with prostate cancer. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Results avoiding robotic surgery, quality of life, penis integrity. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Call 2 and 2 Choices, 2 and 2 Choices. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back with us and always glad to be able to have Dr. Gina Loudon join us, uh, particularly when it comes to matters of... uh, health. And uh, Dr. Gina, this um, last week, the state of Texas is getting a lot of criticism from other parts of the country because they have now uh, put into law Senate Bill 14, which bans uh, puberty blockers, hormone treatments and surgeries for underage children as it pertains to transgendering minors uh, from one sex to the other, or as I guess some uh, health professionals uh, refer to it as to one of another 57 genders. Um, you have three, in essence, three degrees in um, human behavior and the issue of how uh, psychology impacts the life of children and, and human beings. And I'm just curious, as you watch this debate and now this law take effect in Texas, what has been your reaction to it? Well, I think it's 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 a shame, Kevin, honestly, that we need something like that. I mean, this is this is something we shouldn't be doing to our children. We shouldn't even be considering experimenting on our children, the most innocent, the most vulnerable. And, it, you know, when you read this stuff, it really does smack of Mengele and Nazi Germany. And you hate to ever evoke those sort of historical um you know, inferences, but why are we doing this to our children? If full-grown adults want to transition, that's their business. But to impose this on children when the long-term effects actually 
have been studied on adults and they're extremely dangerous and treacherous with a 20% or 200% increase in suicide, among other things. Um, it really makes you wonder why we are, what's wrong with the society in general that would even need for states to pass laws to protect them. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Gina, and you brought up the suicide statistic, and I know that that statistic is correct that you just said, because I've I've looked at this for a long, long time. And of course, adult transitioning uh, has had massive problems with it. I mean, you've, got, you've had a number of people that have gotten all the way through. They've gone all the way through the surgery and then they decided this isn't what I wanted. And they've tried to detransition. Children are doing the same thing. Uh, Kelsey Bowler, the Independent Women's Forum, are documenting it in a series, a brilliant series called Identity Crisis. Friends, you can see it on their website for free if you go over and, and look at it. But Dr. Gina, it seems to me that when we know the difficulty that adults are having in, de- in coping with it, we would be naive to think that children that are prepubescent haven't really understood how their body works, what it's best made for, et cetera, et cetera. But what's really sinister about it is that, and I've, I saw some, some uh, people advocating this on social media just this last weekend, actually using the suicide threat that if you don't let kids transition, that they are more likely to commit suicide. They're actually using what in long term they will struggle with, but they're actually using that as the threat to blackmail parents and to get them scared into starting the uh, starting the process. You know, my co-host on television, Miranda Khan, who's an amazing human being, her daughter, her daughter, sorry, her sister uh, suicided. And so she's very involved with that whole suicide community. And I myself did um, the practicum, I believe, for my first master's degree. Um, in, in, I'm working in that population on a suicide hotline. And I heard suicides happen on the suicide hotline and all the rest. Um, one of the one of the things we're hearing the most these days is this lie that's being perpetuated that if you don't just hands off, leave your children alone, let them develop into whatever they want to be, um, whatever sort of dysphoria they have, you just go ahead and accommodate that, right? Um, then your child is going to be more likely to commit suicide. And that is an absolute flat out blatantly disprovable lie, okay, that you can find with data. If anybody wants to Google my name, Gina Loudon, or even just Dr. Gina with the word uh, trans... I think I think I probably any any of the trans words right would work transgender um, do anything yeah um, I've written extensively about this and I can tell and this was a long time ago by the way that I wrote about all this I was hoping to before have, before all of this had gotten to the hot spot that it is now way before this is back in like 2011 to 2015 that I was writing these things um, because I thought it was such a terrible threat to our children and our society um, that we would even be looking at this and as we were, by the way, passing gay marriage and warning that it would be a slippery slope like you were, like I was, like many of us were who've been in this fight for a long time, the OG, as I like to call us, um, we were, we saw this coming and we said this is slippery slope. In fact, we've been saying that since abortion, right? Um, since we woke up to the atrocity of abortion and, and Roe versus Wade, um, that it was a slippery slope to a lot of cultural demise. Uh, but this especially is, an, is a direct result of passing a gay marriage bill, which most of my friends who are gay who said that we didn't even need that bill. That was a ridiculous bill that it was all about the slippery slope. And now we see that that is exactly true. Yeah. Well, you, you said it better than I could. Dr. Gina Loudon, always appreciate your insights. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. You this got your it. Audience. Most people fall prey to Satan's tricks, schemes, and deceptions, which hinders their walk with God. Pastor Ray Hagestilianos, Bible study host on More Than Conquerors weekday afternoons at 2, has written a book called Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise to understand the dangers and live in victory, to overcome every attack of the enemy and live a more blessed life. And you can get your own copy of his book now at PastorRayNY.com. Everyone needs encouragement by understanding God's promises. Discouragement, doubt, and compromise helps you recognize the danger signs and stand strong with practical solutions and how to take God's promises to heart and live life as more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at PastorRayNY.com. 
Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise from Pastor Ray Hagestilianos at PastorRayNY.com. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. WMCA welcomes the new show, More Like Jesus, with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. And I realize that to the world, it seems foolish, but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Since when does even C-SPAN fail to cover an event involving an official congressional press conference? Last week, the House Oversight Committee presented its preliminary findings from its corruption probe of the Biden's business connections. They have identified 20 or more limited liability corporations used by the Bidens to filter millions of dollars of payments from foreign sources, one of which has been known for years as a front for Beijing's intelligence services. And yet the national media didn't bother to cover it live with the singular exception of Fox News. Most outlets ignored it entirely. The few that did shrugged off the issues as potential influence peddling. The New York Times even reported that the committee had exonerated Biden and his family. Jonathan Turley sarcastically called the news blackout Pulitzer-worthy, referencing both of the awards given to news outlets for amplifying the Russia collusion hoax. The elite outlets of American journalism have degraded to a progressive protection racket, willing to sacrifice any claim to credibility to keep people from asking questions about Biden Incorporated. I'm Ed Morrissey. The WMCA May Ministry of the Month Alan Jackson. We've been taking our cues from the secularists. They've been defining to us how Christians should respond. Listen weekday mornings at 8.30. We should take our cues from the Spirit of God. He should direct us. Listen weekday mornings at 7 to the verse of the day to win a book from Pastor Alan. Alan Jackson, the May Ministry of the Month on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Join us for the World Missionary Evangelism Broadcast from Dallas, Texas. For over 60 years, World Missionary Evangelism has reached out to impoverished and suffering children and people across the globe, meeting their physical needs and sharing the gospel on a daily basis. The World Missionary Evangelism Broadcast, each Monday through Friday on this station. Listen weeknights at 8.30 on WMCA. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough. We have the opportunity, uh, and I'm very grateful for it, to be sponsored by Plaza College and what they are doing by way of helping people discover um, a new career that pertains to the legal arena. It, uh, it's not law school. You're not going to, to, to prepare and to try the case. But if you talk to any attorneys, as Imran has said many times on this show, Maybe the most important person besides the judge in the entire courtroom is that stenographer, that court reporter that is uh, capturing all that is uh, happening there in just uh, a few keystrokes, in just a matter of seconds. Uh, And we are very honored to have Sharon Pierce with us, uh, a a real-time stenographer, freelance, uh, started uh, court reporting school at uh, Plaza College in September of 2012, what what is now Plaza College, uh, and passed her last 225 words per minute test in August of 2013, uh, and she's gone on to do great things as a court reporter since then. Sharon, welcome. It's good to have you. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. You got it. I I recently watched um, a YouTube of you telling your story, and I was so impressed with what you said finding court reporting did for you. And I'm just wondering if you could recount 
where you were before you found court reporting. Um, thank you so much. Yes, I uh, before I found court reporting, I had no idea what stenography was. I had never watched Law and Order. I had never stepped foot into a courtroom. Um, and I really was kind of lost in my life. I dropped out of three colleges and I was kind of doing all these odd jobs. And eventually my parents and my boyfriend, um, they kept pushing me to maybe try court reporting because they were telling me that I type so fast and that I'm really good at English. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a try. It was kind of like a last resort for and, me. Can I just in interrupt yeah. here? You're good at English okay. and it wasn't your first language which anyone is, listening to you would never know that, but it was, <laughs> that's impressive. Correct. Yes. Hebrew was actually my very first language. I didn't learn English until I was around five. Um, and I also played piano, which I think also very much helped with my dexterity for the keys. So I said, fine, I will give it a try. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Um, and from the first day of class, I just completely fell in love with it. It became just a complete passion of mine, and I discovered that I actually have a gift. Yeah. Well, in, come across. when you were telling your story, and you just touched on it here briefly, you said you dropped out of three different colleges. You described correct. yourself as being kind of lost in that season of your life. That's correct. And in court reporting, it, 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 un, it opened up something for you. That's right. It was something where I could harness the skills that I didn't even know that I had. Um, I just I didn't really enjoy school before that. I studied art. I studied psychology and my GPA was so low that I had to eventually enroll in Queensboro Community College. And I just wasn't finding that I was passionate about anything that I was studying. Hmm. And when I started court reporting school, everything just kind of clicked. I was, it was just fascinating to me. It was like an art, like a science. I was good at it. And I just developed this insane passion about it. And I just kept going. I put my mind and my soul into it and practiced all day, every day. It became my new obsession. Now and you completed the program in just a little over a year. Is that typical for court reporting? Um, I actually completed it a little under a year in about 11 months, um, which is not typical. Um, it usually takes about two years, maybe a little over. Everyone completes it at their own pace. It depends what you have going on in life. Uh, but I was just, I also had a wonderful teachers that um, found my gift before I even did. They discovered how talented I was and kind of pushed me to continue practicing and um, I was devoted to doing real time right from school, which is extremely important to having clean, fast writing. And I also just put in a lot of hard work. There is absolutely no replacement for hard work. Yeah, I practiced no, that's... three hours a day, wow. seven days a week. I didn't miss one day of school ever. Any day that was optional to go in, I went in. I was living, breathing that machine all day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> it really, it really did become a passion. Um, yes. What would you tell people that are maybe they don't feel as lost as you did at that point in time? Maybe they haven't fallen in with, you know, bad people around them or whatever, but maybe they're just dissatisfied with what they're doing for a living or where they're at. Um, it was a it was a restart for you. It was a new start for you. Would you encourage others that are at any stage of life that are kind of feeling that way to give it a try? Absolutely. And I say that because it is one of the most lucrative careers that I had ever stumbled upon that I had no idea even existed. And if you really put a lot of time and energy and work into it, you will reap the benefits like no college can ever give you, honestly. Wow. Um, what, what all kinds of court reporting or stenography have you done? Um, so I have worked per diem in court, in federal court, Southern District Federal Court, actually, in Manhattan. Um, I did a little bit of CART, which is providing captions um, for the deaf or the um, hearing impaired. Okay. Uh, but what I fell in love with the most was freelance because I really enjoyed having my own schedule, making my own hours. I really enjoyed every day being different, different location, different people. Yeah. That would seem uh -huh. to be quite exciting. What would you say yes. about Plaza College and the um, faculty and the feeling that, that kids have going through the program at that school specifically? Uh, well, 
a big part of it is um, I'm very, very grateful to have been enrolled in a brick and mortar school because I feel like that is slowly, unfortunately, going away in a lot of places. So you, if you do have the opportunity and also have the opportunity to be in a place where it really does feel like home and the faculty cares tremendously about you and they all want to see you succeed, Plaza College is the place yeah. to be and to study court reporting. Every single person that I've talked to that has been a part of Plaza College says the same thing. Contact Plaza College and uh, check it out today. Here's here's the link. It's plazacollege.edu, plazacollege.edu, and uh, click the the link on court reporting and get get the free information and then start down your journey. Who knows? Maybe you'll un, uh, undiscover a passion that has been uh, undiscovered in you until now. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough, Mike Lindell, and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that helps keep you comfortable throughout the night. It dissipates heat and humidity, and it creates a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. Call 1-800-651-0798. MyPillow knows that core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep, and the new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Call 1-800-651-0798. Of course, it's machine washable, dryable, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WMCA or call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. And don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. Call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough glad to have you with us there seems to be continued genuine confusion in the uh mind of some of the people that are responsible in government particularly uh, some that are associated with the white house as to the purpose of parenting and children uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House uh, press secretary, speaking this weekend at an LGBTQ plus event, uh, saying that uh, the children belong to all of us, not to their parents. There are more than 600 pieces of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation out there. A few hundred of them are anti-trans communities. And that matters because we have to call that out. And we've never seen this level. It's historic in the number of pieces of legislation. And I've met a lot of parents of trans kids in the past couple of months who have told me these devastating stories, whether they're in Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they are, saying how they now have to seriously consider leaving their state to protect their child. 
And that's something that we have to call out and continue to be very clear about that these are kids. These are our kids. They belong to all of us. Actually, they don't. And that's uh, part of the entire issue here. Uh, while Karine Jean-Pierre wants to lament the idea that um, some children who would like to identify as trans may not live in states where that's looked favorably upon, uh, you don't get to take children away from families because of it. And that's what she's in essence trying to say is that the state, the smart people, the the people that are with the highfalutin titles and uh, positions that they know more than parents who are working through that issue with their child uh, and don't believe all of the garbage coming out that there are 57 genders and that the only way to help children that may have some sort of um, anxiety or pain in their life is to call them a name other than what they were given at birth and to pretend that their sex is something other than what it is. That That's not helping anybody. And you know that it's not because the countries that these people look to, Karine Jean-Pierre, the president, they all look to Europe as like the, 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 you know, what the optimum could be for America, the kind of godless states of Europe. Um, even they have abandoned the uh, mass transitioning of kids uh, in, in, the, in terms of sexual matters because they saw that it was producing very, very bad results. And it's we're starting to see it here. So she doesn't know what she's talking about. And she doesn't get to lay a finger on anybody's children. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, if you want kids, go have your own and raise them. Unless you don't think you were created to be able to do that. And then that's an issue you're going to have to take up with the Almighty. I'm Kevin McCullough. Thanks for being here. We will see you next time.